Welcome to the Disruptive Entrepreneur Podcast. What does the word disruptive mean to you? It means going beyond the ordinary, going beyond the status quo. Not thinking in the conventional way, not just sort of following the herd. Disruptive means shaking things up, you know? Disruptive entrepreneur is somebody who sees the problem and embraces the problem with a new way. Shake up and awakening. Quality will take care of itself and you'll go from being disruptive but also profitable. When you use your own reservoir of talent, when you love what you do, then you disrupt. Mix it up, change it up and dominate. And now, your host, eight times best-selling author and double world record holder, Rob Moore. Hi, it's Rob, and I'm going to share with you all the stupid mistakes I made as an artist. Some people have been asking me, are these pictures here, uh, these uh, prints of uh, famous people's uh, faces, uh, people who have since passed away, uh, are they my work? No, they're not. Um, my wife likes these pieces of work in our living room, and she doesn't like mine. <laughs> so these are by um, Charlie Uzzel, Pure Evil. I've interviewed on my podcast. But what I'm going to do is take you on a little tour around my house. Uh, and show I have still got some of the art that I did, what, 15 years ago, something like that. Reason being is couldn't freaking sell it. <laughs> so um, I made quite a lot of mistakes as an artist and I didn't really know any different because I was an artist uh, and no one had taught me how to sell work or get in galleries or enter competitions or anything like that. So this one behind me is one of my pieces of work. Uh, it's, as you can see, just a load of stamps. Now, because I was a um, bit of a, a creative, uh, I felt like I had to lick and stick every single one. Now, of course, I could have just bought those sticky ones and stuck them on. But I felt like licking them and sticking them and licking them and sticking them and licking them and sticking them and licking them and sticking them was conceptually very relevant for art. So these took me months to do. And as you can see behind me, there's another one. Um, can you see the little blue one there? Uh, and there's a little yellow one there and a blue one there. Uh, and I'll take you upstairs uh, and show you another one. Now you can see how depressed I was um, as an artist when you see this next piece of work. Um, uh, yeah, Natalie's just said literally put myself into my art. So we have these two. Uh, they were a set. You can see them. Let me get my head in the middle. Um, so I'd pour paint down a canvas and I'd layer it up over time. Um, but as you can see, they weren't the most um, uplifting pieces of work. I'd probably listen to German heavy metal or radio head to cheer myself up while I was doing these. So um, as you can see, look, the ones that get pride of place in my bedroom aren't my own. So the mistakes I made as an artist then. Uh, number one is I, I didn't focus on the commercial aspect of art. Because I was an artist and I was, probably, I was scared of it, probably I was scared of it. Um, so I focused on painting and painting and painting and painting. Uh, and then if uh, work wouldn't sell, I would paint more. And it was almost like painting became my way to hide from the world and hide from the commercial realities of having to get them into galleries and competitions and actually, you know, sell it and commercialize it. Now, there's nothing wrong with making a living. But I felt like, because I knew the prices of the canvas and the paint, which wasn't a huge amount of money, you know, I felt like, well, I can't charge too much for this work um, because the material costs are um, very cheap. So the first mistake I made was um, not getting my work out there enough. 
and um, are hiding behind my work and painting more when I needed to commercialize it more. The second big mistake I made as an artist was um, to underprice my work. Now, I was pricing the work based on the material costs and not wanting to, you know, maybe have people feel like I was overcharging, ripping them off. But I didn't put in my whole life's work into my prices because I'd actually done art from the age of three or four years old. I was a very good artist. I got 100% of GCSE and I believe I was the only person in the country. I was told that by my tutors to get 100% at GCSE art in that year. Uh, I'd been drawing anything and everything um, from a very young age. And I didn't honour all of that. I didn't honour my life's work into my prices. Um, and so that's why they, they weren't high enough. Now, of course, you know, people perceive that sometimes, you know, if, you, if things are expensive, they're expensive. But remember that people also perceive that if things are cheap, they're cheap. So at least when things cost a lot, there is the perception that they're expensive, i.e. they have high value. And um, I didn't put that into my work. Um, the next thing is I, I didn't get around other artists uh, and I didn't know what was going on in the scene, if you like. I wanted to isolate myself because I wanted to be original. Um, but the reality is we're all influenced by something. And I'd get in influenced probably mostly by music and, and maybe some poetry and, and sort of writing. But I isolated myself from everyone. I didn't go and see other artists. I didn't go and see other gallery owners. I didn't go and see agents. I didn't enter into competitions. I, you know, I didn't go to exhibitions, fairs, whatever. And that had a, f a few bad effects on me. The, the first one was I just didn't know what was going on in the scene. So I couldn't maybe take advantage of some trends. The second thing was I became so isolated in myself um, that I became very insecure, very introverted. Um, and then that made putting my work out there even less even more difficult and, and my confidence, you know, even lower. Um, so it kind of had this like vicious cycle, if you like. Um, I didn't leverage other people as an artist. So, you know, I didn't use agents. I didn't really use that many galleries. I didn't enter competitions. Now, that's all something that I would really be embraced doing now as, as a, a business person, you know, to collaborations, partnerships, um, trying to, you know, get recognition from awards and, um, you know, just getting yourself out there and getting seen. And I never did any of that um, as an artist. And, and all these things probably led to the fifth mistake that I made was to just undervalue myself and not work on my own confidence. So, you know, sometimes, yeah, okay, you'd like to get some experience and results to be confident, but sometimes you just, your lifestyle doesn't lend towards becoming a confident person. And all the things that I just mentioned, the first four points, just compounded a very insular, introverted lifestyle. And as such, that, you know, that became, again, a, a vicious cycle. And I just, um, I just didn't really want to talk to people. Um, I, I didn't really want to do it involved in the selling of my work. Now, if had I been smart and thought more like a business person, I'd have got an agent. He could have had 40% because if he could have sold my work, he could have sold it for me. I wouldn't have had to sell it. I could have carried on painting. He could have made me some money. I could have put that back into my art. He could have entered into me into competitions. You know, if I'd have got in more galleries, I'd have had leverage because obviously my paintings would have been selling while I was at home painting my own work. Now, back then, there wasn't really the social media side. And of course, if I was doing um, art now, I'd definitely um, do a lot of live feed videos and I'd be using the social media platforms to engage in debate and get my work seen. Uh, and again, that was something that I didn't do. So I'd say they're the five main elements of the, the mistakes I made as an artist. Um, I, I painted and painted and painted and painted and painted to avoid the commercial reality 
of art. I didn't get my art out there enough. I didn't leverage other people, you know, agents, gallery owners, competitions, um, award ceremonies and events and exhibitions, etc. Um, I didn't value myself uh, and I didn't work on my own self-worth. And I underpriced and undervalued my work because I measured it just on um, actual material cost rather than my whole life's experience of everything, everything I'd ever done. So um, now that I'm a business person in property and business and, you know, have various uh, income streams and business models, you know, I've managed to turn that around. And, and I'm not saying that that was an easy thing. It wasn't natural to me, but I now value myself much more in what I've done. And that reflects in my mentoring fees, in, you, you know, my um, getting myself out there more, my own confidence and worth, uh, you know, leveraging social media much more. I, I, I've learned to enjoy and embrace the commercial side of business. So the, the monetary element, that that's not a sin or a crime. It's absolutely fine to monetize your message and your mission and to, um, you know, have products and services that give great value and you equally get paid in fair exchange. Um, I continually work on my personal development. I, do, I know that I'm not a finished article by any means, I, and I'll keep working on that. But I'm managing my emotions, working on my confidence, you know, working on my self-esteem, um, working on my own brand, uh, uh, certainly um, embracing getting myself out there more and building my following and, you know, uh, leveraging uh, the platforms that help get me reach and exposure, dealing with critics and trolls and haters and all the things I would have avoided. And I found them to be enjoyable now. I certainly would have hid away, hidden away from them 13 years ago. But, you know, that's a really fun part of business. Also, now in business, something I borrowed from art is that you can be very creative. You can bring in innovation, disruption, uh, the, the arty, unique side of art into business, whether that's a, a, a new model or a new way of marketing or creating a, a unique selling proposition or a unique brand. And um, I get to exercise that muscle. People ask me a lot, do I still paint? Well, the answer is no, I haven't painted for probably. I've done a set of four or five paintings, uh, a one-off in the last 13 years. That was about halfway through. Um, but I get that creative muscle and those juices uh, flowing through business because who says you can't be creative and artistic in business? I think you can. I think the way you engage with your customers, the way you do your social commentary, um, you know, the way you design your product, the, the look and feel of it can be very artistic. So I get to sort of uh, keep that, that side of me alive, if you like. So I hope you found this useful. And please do share this with if you think anyone is sort of struggling to monetize their message and their business and their brand, or if they're a bit of an introvert and you think that they could do with some help putting themselves out there a bit more. Um, hope you enjoyed this slightly different live. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, remember, if you don't risk anything, you risk everything. And one more thing before you go, which is very important is I have this brand new supporters program where I do a weekly Ask Me Anything. I have a, a, a private WhatsApp group. I do one-to-one -one calls for the first hundred. I do curated content. You ask for me for content and I deliver. Um, we do live meets. I've taken um, many of uh, the supporters out for dinner so far. This is a brand new test from Facebook. Only a few influencers in the world have been given this special privilege and badge, and, and I'm lucky to be one of those. It's just £3.49 a month. You get premium content, access to special discounts and offers. Um, and I think that um, this the world is changing with content. I really believe that the low cost but premium model is going to really separate the free content from the, um, from the quality content. And I guess you'd want the quality content. You just have to find that long, thin blue button, which says become a supporter 
on my Facebook page uh, and then you can get it. And, um, you know, I want to I want to up my game for you. I want to help you build your business and your brand and your reach. Um, so, you know, come with me for the ride. There's nearly 800 of us supporters now. Um, we've got an amazing community going. We're doing very uh, special things together and I'd love you to be part of that. Um, you can cancel anytime. It's just £3.49 a month. So thanks for tuning in. Remember, if you don't risk anything, you risk everything. And um, remember, you're worth a lot more than you think you are. You know, you've got to put your whole life's work into your prices, your fees, you know, into your um, your contracts, into your um, request for salary raises, uh, because you are worth more than you think you are with everything that you've done in your life, everything that you've overcome, everything that you've learned and studied. Even if you're going into a new venture, you've got transmutable experience from other areas of business and life, which um, I think often we forget and often we don't uh, honour. You know, imagine if you sat down now and went through your whole life thinking, hmm, uh, what have I done in my life that's noteworthy, you know, that's marketable, if you like, whether it's a degree or even as far back as GCSEs or you've got an award or you helped some clients or you've got a resource or you've designed something. There's so many things. Honour those. Um, you know, there, many of them could be added into your CV, for example, uh, because they all should go into your employment and your work and your fees uh, under the fair exchange environment. So thanks for tuning in. And remember, if you don't risk anything, you risk everything.